Hello, welcome to Fresh Death Comics, the podcast. I'm your host, B. Luke. I have Amy joining us. Hello, Amy. Hi, I'm here. And we just got done watching another episode of Secret Invasion. So we it's, we just got done, ran down the stairs, we're turning on the podcast. I, I don't know anything that you feel other than your laughter mm-hmm. or your... Mm, mm. Mm, noises. Non-verbal cues, if you will. Yes, and I know that you heard me burst out loud laughing a few times. Yes. So it's it's fresh on our minds, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about DC's Night Terrors, because they came out, and then talk about some books we're really enjoying this week. So, yes. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Secret Invasion, this third episode. Correct. Whoo, boy. I, I felt that this was an improvement generally uh more things happened i feel in this episode than last and one major thing i will say we were wondering what was the deal with nick fury's wife we were we weren't i i said does it really matter unless she's a secret agent like gonna kill fury situation right I mean, yeah, it, but I I was still like, well, I still wanted to know. I was still curious. Yeah, we're curious, but at the same time, is is that what's keeping you watching week to week? That That is what the exciting point of this whole episode was for you, is whether or not she is Nick Fury's wife. I mean, I've been worrying about that all week. There's a lot of things I worry about, and that was the most <laughs> important thing. No. Not, not the Because I've been still stuck on the radioactive things. I'm like, oh. <laughs> They could play Ghostbusters. Higher them, they'd be able to find them in a second. I'm still on that. And that still hasn't been made clear to me. No. We have, we're just filled with questions only. We have, we're not satiated by answers. We're just more inquisitive. I, I guess I'm just like Nick Fury. So Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot unsee it now. He's Mr. Sit Down a lot. Oh, my God. He's leaning, crouching or propped up against something. Like, this is, you, this has to be Nick, this has to be Samuel Jackson's curtain call. Because he clearly is just Mr. Sit Around. And he's a terrible, like, I'm almost under the impression this is not Samuel Jackson. Yeah, or at least, let's give, like, let's make him paralyzed, and then he can be in a wheelchair and be like Professor Xavier. Because he's doing just as good secret agenting as he's sitting down just as much as Doctor X. When he's like when he was firing bullets at those scrolls at the mansion, he's like standing still and like shoot him like he's like like he's not crouched over. He's just bam bam. He's got the markmanship, so he's got that. But I'm just like, you could have just put him in a remote control wheelchair and he could have done the same thing. I think it might have looked a little more awesome. Fucking a tiny middle-sized drone. Just slap him in there. Yeah, like, give him, like, some kind of, like, jetpack or something. <laughs> like a Tony Stark little armor. Because it, it, it's it's really... And also, the talking. The I love Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel Jackson's... Oh, they're... We commented last time I was trying to... Their banter Their banter between each other. But what point is that just the show? It's now just... I feel like every episode we're just now watching a different reincarnation reincarnation of Pulp Fiction where they're interviewing someone, they've got to talk, and it's like that Royale with cheese. It feels like that every time. Yeah. And I love it, but am I... Now I know, I'm almost guaranteed we're going to have it next episode. 
Oh yeah. I Am mean, I gonna I, get tired of it? Like, oh my goodness, here we go again. I don't know. I feel like no, because it's Samuel freaking Jackson, and I, I have not seen anyone match Samuel as much as I feel that Ben Mendelsohn has, in just pure sass, <laughs> like purely just on sassy factor, because they will just go at it and be be fucking Betty. Basically, oh yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're welcome, Nick Fury. That was a nice thing to hear. Blah blah. Like they they kept doing petty things like that to each other. So that was. Did you catch any clues? Because I think we got some clues in there about maybe scrolls have been superheroes the whole time. Yes. When he, um, he kept on mentioning, like when you had this problem, I was there. When you had this problem, I was there. We've been helping you the whole time, Nick Fury, which personally I don't like because Nick Fury is the ultimate soldier. Like if Captain America is the ultimate soldier, Mm -hmm. Nick Fury is like the ultimate James Bond CIA, like the best of the best. No one can outmatch him in cunningness. Yeah, I would agree. And having tell us go if it wasn't for us doing all this stuff for you how great would you really be i'm like you're taking away who sam like who nicholas fury is yes and all of his accomplishments to this point like i agree that like they scrolls may have made a huge contribution to that but i i would hope that the greater good would would have played into that and it's not just you know oh we'll do you favors so you'll do us favors kind of reciprocation type deal. What did you think of the episode? What were some highlights? Some your thoughts? Uh, I think early on in the episode, Gravix uh, did. And I was like, right, right. When he mentioned about powers and our powers are changing. And I remembered what you said last week about, you know, the super scrolls and how they were able to take over some, some of the Avengers in the series. Now, did you notice when his hand was reforming? Yes. Because you're we're talking about when uh, Ben Mendelsohn stabbed him stabbed in the hand, him and, he, and he just ripped it out. It looked exactly like the extreme Extremis from Iron Man Three. Mm. That what uh, uh, they were trying like Pepper was going to get the powers yes. and what's his name Guy Pierce's character whatever his name yes is. Guy Pierce is Guy Pierce always so uh, th- that that looked like the same kind of extremist technology so if we're looking at like oh the scrolls have been along along during that time like maybe we could see. Guy Pierce again. Like, me, Guy Pierce was a scroll the whole time. Well, yeah. We didn't really see him die. We just saw him kind of melt into the ocean, didn't we? I mean... I'm trying to think of Iron Man 3 ended right now. I think... Well, and the last time I saw Iron Man 3 was the last time you saw Iron Man 3. I know. So, it's been a while. Um, I don't really remember it. Like, I don't really think we see him die. Like, we just see him going to a void. Like, we just assume he's dead now. Right. So if, especially if he's a scroll and a super scroll on top of that, like what if he was uh, Gravik the whole time? Yeah, like that's what I want to see. And so far, we have been getting nothing. It's just everybody who they've introduced has been scrolls. Like we see this person on television where they're like, "Oh, we know they're a scroll." It should have been someone from 
from a while ago, like yeah. someone who's always been on the news that we didn't really catch all this. Yeah, and I know we touched on that last and, episode. Yeah, and too. so, but to see it reenact now, where now it matters that they this last like last episode we met all the inner cabinet people, right? And then know like, oh, these people are part of it. No wonder why they're letting things go and pass, right? They they needed to amp it up. They they needed to throw somebody else in, and I think maybe they did at the end of the episode with the phone call. Yes, because apparently Rhodey is now a scroll. Well, and I think this kind of goes back to talking about um, the Super Scrolls at the beginning of the episode, which I kind of felt that Rhodey coming in and firing Nick Fury felt off, to say the least. Like. It, it fell off to me. Would you agree? It did. And, I mean, last time we saw Rhodey, he was not... Like, he had the, the walking stuff right. on. Yeah, and he now he is walking, like... Like, it looks nothing like ever happened to play. him. Yeah. Like, you can say, oh, Tony not, Tony's technology or rehab worked, but also scroll. Did he just get replaced? Yes. Well, let's let's recap what we. But even if it is, it's only this last year he got replaced. I want somebody from like the beginning of the Avengers movies or Iron Man two. Like, g- give me a character that we have established this love of. Like in Secret Invasion, the comics, when they reveal certain characters have been scrolls from like years ago. That's a huge power play. Yeah. They go, oh, wow. They've been, or like from I Age agree. of Ultron on. And I think, I agree. And I think maybe that's what the show is building up to, hopefully. I know. And I, I'm And you waiting. are just so fucking impatient. We got like two, we got, we're halfway through because it's only us. A six episode I run. Believe, yeah. Okay. Only, we're, we're halfway through already. So, and if we're not going to find out who they are until. You know, two weeks we'll find out. And then this finale is just like this whole thing. I'm going to agree with you. It should have been a movie when you asked me. Like, could this have been a movie? Because you have all the talking scenes. Yes. I mean, those easily could have been conduced into episodes. I mean, it just, it feels a little drawn out to me. Yeah, I agree. So, but. I, I Or I, I think that they could have gone about and added more things that were not to make it less dialogue heavy because it's so dialogue heavy but yeah but i don't think we have a choice because every time we see every time nick fury moves the camera's not on him we're just assuming he moves and then he when the camera goes back to him he's in a relaxed position take a look rewatch the episode you will see it it's really bothering me it's like it's if this was like samuel jackson has been taken over in real life by an old old ass scroll like, if, if this was some kind of, like, that's what I said. This has to be his last duel, because if not. And that was also my thought when I was watching the opening credits was like, yeah, I've, you know, Samuel Jackson is producing this. I, I think usually when we see actors that are so close to these characters that usually they are highly involved in how they're written out or their their arc and their character ends like they're usually really involved with that so i i the more that i think about it the more i agree i think this is starting to be his swan song of nick fury speaking of swan song yes the new uh book came out by w maxwell prince it is an amazing book it's about 
I think so. I think it's just gonna be a catalog of like different stories of like ending of life. So I I need to look more into because I never knew this book came out and I saw Swan Song and I saw W Maxwell Prince. I'm like, oh, that's enough for me to read it. Ice Cream Man, that book messes with my head every time I read it. I get creeped out because he itches this invisible fear I have. Yes. Of things like I think about, but I don't really think about. And now he made me realize I think about it. Like the, the, the last issue that came out was about the storybook one. Yeah. The storybook, the guy yeah, was that the I read too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I made you read it because I was so freaked out because ice cream man's like, it's a chronological story, but then it's also like standalone pieces. It's, it's very similar to like a Twilight Zone, if anything, except it all happens in the same universe. Just, you don't, we don't know what happens in our neighbor's houses. Yeah. So it's a story about everybody's house in this neighborhood, basically. Mm. And every single time, it freaks me out. Every time. So this Swan Song book, I was like, all right, let's see what he does when he's not doing Ice Cream Man. And this one's even worse. So it, there's this doomsday and people have this like countdown clock around. Like people are like, yeah, it's the end of the world. So you got like people just destroying everything. Um, all the druggies have just destroyed everything and they just want to do drugs all day because mm-hmm. why, why bother? And the story is about this character named Brian and his mother's last wish is to find out how her uh, series, her magazine series ends. Like her comic series. <laughs> so Brian's got to go search, see if he can find a bodega that still has this last issue. Wow. And there are like these street kids. Like It's almost like, I don't even... I don't even know how to describe it because these kids are like, they got like these paints on their face and they're like, we're going to get you. <laughs> and they're like, are they just the kindergartners from recess? Kind of. Yeah. That's what the world is. It's just chaos. And it made me think like if with everything going on with Russia and how close to nuclear war we might be like this kind of is a real world thought like, especially after everything we've been through, like COVID, who, who would think the whole world was shut down? Yeah. I would never think that would have been possible. And now, like, the thing like the end of the world is might be tomorrow morning. It's almost become a running joke that <laughs> this, these last couple of years that like, oh, well, it's just the apocalypse, you know, no big deal. Like, yeah, that's like, kind of the reality we're living in. Yeah, when I woke up in the morning and the sky was orange and I'm like, oh, we're on Krypton. All right, yep. cool. Yep. This is what today is. Because I, I mean, but I, I think I'm just messed up because I, I have nightmares when I sleep constantly. So I always you think, don't say. think that maybe I'm accessing parallel universes. Of K of myself, and that when I come back, maybe I'm not coming back to the right dimension. I didn't hop correctly, and so I'm in our dimension. I'm just a little skewed. So things that I know to be true may not be true for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's just like it's weird because what are dreams? They feel so real. Yeah, I'm sure it felt very real this morning when you were. 
yelling and super upset because your brother broke your phone and you didn't have money to fix it. Because that's what I heard you talk about in your sleep. <laughs> Did he? He broke it. I know. You were very upset. You were like, no, Tom, I don't have enough money to get it fixed and you broke my phone. <laughs> As you're rolling over. Bah. Oh, jeez. So, not to call you out on your own podcast, but, well, I mean, if it didn't happen this morning. So, yeah, I was in a parallel universe and my brother smashed my phone. Yes. How terrible is that? Yeah. That's a dark timeline. Man, I'm glad I'm in this timeline. My brother's pretty cool. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Tommy is pretty cool. Just so this swan song book, seeing how people react and... It's just a little, it's a little too close to home, especially because, like, this, where he was going looked exactly almost like the area where Fat Cats is. Mm, yep. Like, where the hospital, because cause his mom's in a hospital, and he's walking down the street, and it looks very similar to... to Main Street there, yeah. Yeah, Main Street, where it splits off in there. Johnson and City, where Fat Cat Comics is located. <laughs> Not a sponsor for this episode. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> but we, uh, but yeah, I just, I... I it was really freaky, and every moment I was like, oh, this is going to be happy. And I'm like, no, oh, no, oh, no. So it's just, <laughs> it, it, it's, it freaked me out. And so I, I'm excited to see what the second issue is all about, because this yeah. first one, I, I it just came out of the blue. I never knew it was coming out. This is a and those are the fun parts of, like, indie comics. It's like, I, I am never sure. I, I don't usually try to look up indies. You know, so that's that's the kind of nice part until, you know, and until I'm in the shop getting the books from Drew, sometimes I don't know what we're getting or, or what. There's so artists many. And I think that's the problem. There's so many indie books. Yeah. And what do you take the time to read? Because there's some books I just have a hard time jumping into, like Weird Works. Yeah. This week it came out and I, tr- I was trying to read it and it was just okay. It was just nothing kept me. I have no interest reading issue two, and I don't know if maybe it's just reader fatigue, or it's just yeah, maybe it, because we're reading so many books, we just have yeah, a higher so, caliber of yeah. Know. So it, reading it, oh, it's like man, this is exactly like no one. Why am I not reading no one? It's right there. So when yeah. I got done with Weird Works, I just read no one because I was like, this is a way better book. This is about cops and espionage and people hunting down the streets. Oh, uh, I did see. I I've subscribed, but not listened or read no one yet. Um, did you listen to their most recent episode? I did not. It came out uh, yesterday. I just I just haven't had a chance to read it. I feel like when I read it, when it initially comes out, it's way too long till the next issue. So then I'm just like, oh man, when is this? Because I was checking back, like, oh, yeah. is it out yet? Is it out? And I'm like, oh, it's not out. It's not out. So I figured this time I was gonna let myself wait a little bit, and and. And watch it, and then because I'm interested in this because his last issue, they really address like how far politicians can go with laws. So this senator is proposing a law that makes it. It's called like the Self Defense Act. That if you even think that your life could be in danger, you're allowed to defend yourself in the most possible way that you think of. So if I give you a snake eye and you shoot me in the head and you're like, he was giving me a look. I, I think he was going to grab something. 
Yeah. That's perfectly legal. And I was just like, man, this sounds like what a lot of states would like to do. This whole stand your ground, stand your ground, Wild West laws of like, we're just going to shoot first and ask questions later. Yep. Or not even ask questions at all. So I don't know. I I, I was just blown away in this because it felt too real world for me. Especially because it takes place in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? So not that far from the All I could think of was like, man, I'm going to go visit Pittsburgh and... How do I want to say this? Sometimes I'm not the most pleasant person to talk to. Like if there's noises going on and I'm just like, get away from me. Correct. So what if someone sees me and they're like, ah, I, I don't like him. I'm going to sh-. like, that's a possibility if I went to Pittsburgh and no one was real. Yeah. And it's just because it's right then there. Because I want to go to the Wiz Khalifa's, uh, his store. Oh yeah. His store there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of like one of my goals. Yeah. And it's I'm, a weird goal, but that's what I want. I want to do a road trip. Go there. Well, we're big fans and I, so every time I'm reading no one, I'm like, man, so glad this book isn't real. This would be <laughs> scary. I am curious, and I've been meaning to ask you, how is the podcast integrated in the storyline of the book? Is it like narrating on the events, kind of like a developing kind of true crime style podcast? Or is it more... Like, how, how does it really integrate into the story of No One? So, no, no one is a whole cast of characters. You have the No One himself, itself. We don't know who it is, mm-hmm. um, doing their things. We have the cop side of the stories. It's kind of the whole city of Pittsburgh's story. Mm-hmm. And there's two characters in it. There's this character named Julia. And she's a podcaster for this news organization. Okay. And her editor is... Pat Pat Oswald. Oh, okay. So it's she sits down and kind of does a podcast of what she thinks about the day. So, for example, uh, the not this current issue that came out, but the issue before, um, she was doing a podcast about what happened, about the murders, about the investigation that was going on, about that episode. And we open up to this issue currently, and her mom's on the news going, my daughter's a psychopath kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I, she's insane. You don't need to listen to her. Oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a terrible journalist. Oh, God. Like, it was really like, man, this mom is awful. <laughs> it focuses just on her story. So it's kind of cool because in, in no one, she's not really the main character. Okay. But. Because of the podcast, it kind of makes her the main character because we get the most character from her. Okay. We get her thoughts and feelings of, like, what it is to live in this town. Like, she's scared when she walks down the street. It's it, it's a – it's really cool. It's just, like, a, a tie-in okay. to, to the book. It's just a different point of view, Yeah, it's just, it's just really okay. cool that you get to – and, like, this, it, it opened up that everybody – could have a podcast and we could do it on them. In oh the story. yeah, that is, I do like that. So like, th- this isn't limited just to her story. Like other people could do like we could. There could be like a YouTube channel for the No One Universe, and then just filming like, Yo, man, Julia, crazy. Like, look outside in the streets. Well, this is what's happening. Yeah, like that would be really like you. You could do things like that, and it would really kind of work to connect this world. Mm-hmm. But it's also part of the massive verse, and I'm not sure how. I know I'm behind in Radiant Black, but it somehow ties in. Okay. And I don't know if me, I'm just missing that the, the character is the same in some of them, maybe. But I don't I, know. I've been just enjoying No One a lot. 
Do you, do you think it's like effective or do you think that it's something that you can see other comics doing? I would like to see other comics do it, but this is something that could get old real fast. Like, I don't want to listen to 10 podcasts about every single character in a secret world. Like, this is like that special niche. Like, they did this. I don't want to see anyone else do it. Yeah. It's kind of just copying them. But I really appreciate like what it is and I think it's beautiful and I, I think you're right people are going to copy this and go oh this is how we're going to make money yeah well because essentially coming from my point of view oh you could throw some ads on there too and make some more money back on it you know to pay off those production costs for everything so that's what I'm enjoying Amy what books are you enjoying well, I, I feel bad because I feel like I just exclusively talk about Marvel sometimes or just the indies. Um, but there's been some books coming out from DC that I've actually been enjoying. Uh, Spirit World, I, I cannot remember. I feel like maybe I touched on it or maybe we I talked really about the talked first about issue the first and you told us you'd keep us up to date what happened. I know issue two came out and I just assumed it sucked. No. You don't want to talk about it. Am I wrong? Um, you are incorrect. I All right, then school me. Take me to school. Take you to school. Get in the bus. The bus is here. I'm going to take you to school. So the very beginning of issue two is Constantine and Xanthi having dinner at Xanthi's parents' house, and they only refer to them by their dead name the entire time. And just so if you're not aware, what I what I mean by dead name is now that they are they them. So Xanthi's not their actual name? Xanthi is not their birth name. Correct. Oh, okay. So they, I'm not going to label anybody, but like I said, they refer to themselves as they them. And Xanthi comes from a very traditional Chinese family. In the essence that that is the only way. That is who you are. You are always this person. You are always my daughter, specifically. I named you. How can you be so ungrateful and uh, throw away the name that I chose for you after? Like, it's really, it really leans into that whole, and um, again, I just know, know of this from watching some Asian cinema and knowing topics that were covered in, in other movies. Asian guilt and Asian pride is definitely something that weighs heavy on the younger generation in the, in the Asian community. And just to see, first of all, to see Xanthi stand up to her parents and say, no, my name is Xanthi. You will refer to me by that name or not at all. And just see them stand up for myself and say fuck you parents if you're not going to respect who I am you don't have to have anything to do with me but I thought I thought there was something wrong with the book when I was initially looking at it because you know those speech bubbles and they'll just be like hey blah 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 there were like the equivalent of like big black lines you know you there were texts there and you know it looked oh were they saying the name yeah and that was how oh, they were see, saying I, I the didn't want to be rude and be like What's their dead name? I want to know because I know that. No, I can't that tell can, you. That, that That's a weapon that people use against yes. the trans community. So I didn't want to participate. I wanted to be like, oh, now we'll know if they're. Th so you don't know 
what they are then? I I know, know that they I know that they were female because they speci- like their mother specifically said my daughter my daughter okay. blacked out like that's the thing you can't even guess what it is and so I thought that was a really neat way to tackle dead names in in a book that is just make it scribble mark. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so not that whole scene, and then oh yeah, by the way, Constantine has been you know there this whole fucking time. Wait, he's been in the house. He's during been this he, argument. Yeah, he's been in the house during this whole. Is he fucking, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love Constantine. Like I think he's. I want. I want to say he's smoking in the kitchen. He might. He might be respectful and wait until he leaves the house. But like as soon as he steps out that door, he's lighting up a ciggy, like. <laughs> That's like, and and he's like, oh, I'm really sorry about that, and you know, and they're apolo- Xanthi's apologizing to Constantine. Constantine's like, I don't care. Like, I am sorry that you had to go through that. Like, this is a traumatic experience for you. Okay. Wow. So just and just having that. So that's what issue two is. Is that is that that's a heavy issue. And that was like only the first third of the book. We did. We did get more into Cassandra Kane and her side of being in the spirit world. But really, that but was the highlight there. Yeah, that was like the big and definitely something that I wanted to talk about. I, I thought I did, and if I didn't, no, I'm we glad didn't. we're we, talking we, we about it talk- now. This is all new information for me. Yeah, because sometimes we, we we have a list of what we're going to talk about. Sometimes we run out of things. Correct. And sometimes there's just too many things to cover in one week. So, yeah, so you, you've been really enjoying Spirit World. I've been really enjoying Spirit World. Any other DC books you enjoy since you're on the yes, DC run? Yes, I'm on the DC train, the pro-DC train. Look, Peacemaker. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying that one. It is a fun read. I The art's not even done. How can you like this book? I opened Shut it up, up. And, like there's no Shut one. Up. There was no one on this Shut cover. The hole in your face. There was no one on this cover. There's just a broken bottle on a helmet. That yeah, was like... I didn't understand it. There was just a bottle in the air. I was like, man, this is weird. And I go for the book, and there's just some panels that just scenery. <laughs> so weird. If you're not getting the joke, John Cena stars as Peacemaker in the H. Oh, in the. Max series, I should say, not the HBO Max series. I don't even know what the legal term for that because it it's was just H- Max, but it was it was HBO HBO Max when they made the licensing the yeah. was. I mean, if you watch it now, I'm sure it's going to say an HBO Max original. Yeah, I I wouldn't put it past you, but I mean, unless they edit it that movie, <laughs> I I didn't watch Peacemaker though when it came out. No, neither did I. Now I kind of want to go after reading this. I kind of want to go back and watch it. Why? What What is making it? I can only read this with John Cena's voice in my head. As you should. As you should. It is really written for him. Like, there's not a word in this book, in any of the books so far, that that have come out that don't match, like, his tone or his humor, which is really great. So if you like that kind of humor that was in, you know... The Suicide, the Suicide Squad. Squad movie with him just being like, hey, ass face, like, God, you guys don't appreciate me. I'm just trying to make everything peaceful as he punches out like eight guys and then like cracks two of them in the head together. Like just the irony of that. But there's been this long couple long running jokes that I just really appreciate that I want. I want to highlight. I know that I mentioned this. The first issue came out was that he got a little doggy. He got a little doggy. He got a little French bulldog. 
His name is Bruce Wayne. And everybody's been like, what? Like, wh- why is it Bruce Wayne? And <laughs> it's because he is a black and white French bulldog, but he's got like a little tie near his neck and a white bib front where he kind of looks like he's wearing a little tuxedo. So he's been calling him his little fancy man. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I got to find my little fancy man, Bruce Wayne. It's not just him. It's also like his probation officer that's coming in to like check on him to make sure that he's sticking to curfew. Who's <laughs> like, oh, look at you. You're such a little fancy man. <laughs> like it's a long, it's a long running joke in this book. Like, that, that they call him his little fancy man, and I think that he shows a picture of the dog to somebody else in this, and he's just like, oh, what a little fancy man. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. I feel like you just have a dog in the book, and you're just, like, sold. I love it. I mean. But it, it is a fun joke. I just. It is a fun joke. I see the dog, and I'm like, I just get scared. I'm like, oh, man, that dog's going to eat me. <laughs> I saw the he's pictures. He's going to eat you. But the whole thing is him trying to get Bruce Wayne or Bruce Wayne back because. Like the real Bruce Wayne or the dog? The dog Bruce Wayne. All right, because I got confused on the rundown this week, and you're like, let's. Oh, fancy man dog. Oh, Bruce Wayne, we're coming for you. And I'm like, real Bruce Wayne or dog Bruce Wayne? That, that <laughs> dog was my Bruce thought. Wayne. It, it was like, dog Bruce Wayne, but I, I was trying to get you get you guys all interested in what was going on i just wanted to know yeah and then i just really enjoy the fact that he's the other thing is while he's doing this rescue mission trying to get his dog back going with monsieur mala and them having a bro time and then oh come to find out it was a ploy the whole time just to use them for their own side plot like (laughs) <laughs> and this has been as long, like another long, long running joke. Like, you guys doing anything this weekend? I'm throwing a party, and like nobody wants to fucking come to his party. Like that's even in the first book. Nobody wants to come to your lame ass party. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to a peacemaker party. You don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> I, I just, I can't get behind the book. I know you talk about how great it is, and I see him appear in books and. I just, I don't know what it is about Peacemaker. I just, it rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, ah, I don't like this guy. But it's John Cena. It is, and I like John Cena. So just read it as John Cena Adventures. I'll try. I'll I'll give it a shot for you. All right. So speaking of DC books, since we're on this DC train, the new event of the summer is out. DC Night Terrors. Nice and short. We have a new villain that's been introduced named Insomnia, and they are after this gem that's locked inside someone's dreams. So Insomnia made everyone go to sleep, and now he is going to person to person trying to find them. These dreams people are having uh, are of, like, their worst nightmares. Yes. And it's fun. I just don't know, like, how long this can go on for. Like, I know they're only two issues long, and I'm like, man, I think you could have done this in one issue almost. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the Joker story. Yes, that is definitely, I really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the bit we did for the rundown for it. Oh, it was, the Joker was hilarious. Like, he's just like, I I hate my job. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot my boss. Clearly, that will get me out of here. And they're like, Hey, he's gone. You should take his place. I know. And, just, and he's just, like, fuck. Just stumbled into a career and he hates it, but he loves it at the same time. Like, he regrettably is like, ah. Yeah, and then he has fun with it. And he's uh, like, why am I here? I hate this. We're going to karaoke, everybody. <laughs> like, or we're going out to beers. Like, office party. It almost makes me think of working at party time because there was parts of me that I'm just like, 
It's a party supplies store. It's for someone's party. Parties aren't that important. Why am I here? Yeah. And there's other times I'm like, man, you're having a Ninja Turtle birthday? Oh, my God. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Because uh, here we're going to save you some money on these plates because we can use different colored plates. So they're the turtle colors. Yeah. Like, I went, like, for some people, like, if they were having really fun parties I could jump into, like a Power Ranger party, I was like, oh, I got you. <laughs> like, that made it fun. And then there was times I was like, no, nah, I don't want to blow up balloons all morning. Like, a thousand balloons. Yeah, for real. Like, that's... I've had nightmares about blowing up balloons and, like, <laughs> not having everything done. It was It's awful. You have interesting dreams. I, I, I do. So, uh, so this nightmare thing really got me because I was like, man, what would my worst... Like, I'm trying to think if my dreams... Some of the dreams I have have been my worst nightmares coming to life. Oh, yeah. So, like, I get when they're, like, Bruce Wayne's uh, nightmare is he is reliving his parents' death over and over oh, and over God. again. yeah. And I'm like, I've been there every night. I'm going to sleep dreaming basically the same thing. I'm in Oswego. It's always during finals, and I don't know where my shirt is. It's awful. <laughs> or I'm like... I walk in the class and I haven't. I've been skipping the whole season, the whole uh, semester. semester, and so I just came in for the final. <laughs> and the teacher's like, "Let's go." I'm like, "Oh man, I don't remember anything." And they're like, "Why are you even here?" And I'm like, "Well," he goes, "I don't even recognize you. You can't just come in and take a final." I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> Jeez. So. I get Is it. Is that really what you're dreaming about when you're like, I was back at Oswego? Yeah, that's been just a couple of my dreams. Oh my god. It's it's I, I dream some weird stuff. Like there's people that pop into my dreams and I'm like, man, I don't even know who they are. And then I'll see them somewhere and Katie or my brother and sister will be like, Yeah, you went to Oswego with them. And I'm like, Oh, that's who they are. It's <laughs> it's really freaky. I, I've been enjoying the book, uh, the first blood, like I feel like that's not a great book. It's just whatever, but it's so important, yeah, for the setup of everyone else's, like why this is happening. It's definitely it's a like key you have issue. to read this. Yeah, you literally have to for any of it to make any sort of sense, and that's why we said, you know, once you get past this, like you, you re, you know, choose your own adventure. Basically, you got to meet Dead Man for the first time. I did. That was in Batman. I know yeah, that was in the. It was in First, in Blood, First Blood. Blood. Yeah, it was in First Blood because something was happening to everybody. I think he does appear again in Batman, but yeah, so it's a character you haven't had a chance to meet. I, no, I, I, I personally haven't. been like, I've never really liked Dead Man growing up because of my religious views. That was almost too much. Uh, a dead man who can possess people and talk to them, and like he knows it's happening. It's just a little too much for me sometimes. But I think it's so... You haven't seen Ghost. Uh, no, I haven't. I just... I, I know about the, the 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 love scene, though, with the pottery, only because of community. <laughs> That's like 10 minutes into the movie. Uh, and Whoopi Goldberg's in it, I believe. Whoopi Goldberg is in it, and she does get possessed, so... Oh, like, I don't want to. I don't know. Possession. Quote, unquote, possessed. Someone leaps into her body. Whatever. All right. How about this? We'll watch it for Halloween. D f fine. It's more of like a rom-com mystery, but sure. It's a ghost movie. How is it not a horror movie? I mean, there is murder, but. So confused. 
So the Night Terrors, uh, Amy, what book are you? Are you been enjoying them as much as me? Like, what, what's your feelings? I on did. This? I really liked the the Batman story. It was really great, and I feel like that's a that I agree with you. Reading Batman was like a great setup to or a taster, I'll say, of what the rest of these first or uh, Night Terrors, you know, miniseries issues are, are going to turn out to be. Yeah. yeah, the other one I really liked was Poison Ivy. <laughs> That was wild. It was creepy. Now her, the kind of gist with her story is that she, her nightmare is to be stuck in suburbia, essentially. So her and and Harley have a home. Uh, she walks out the front door, turns to the right. Her next door neighbor is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> And I can't get the image of Bruce Wayne in, like, a Hawaiian shirt, khakis, and, like, a spatula because he's grilling. What about his uh, wife? Yeah. Oh, his wife? You mean Selena Kyle? Yeah. I, it felt like Who's I was expecting, in that, that Matthew Brodovic movie. Oh, what's it called? The Stepford Wives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why I was like, it's the Stepford Wives of Gotham. Oh, it was. It, when I was it reading, really it was. was. It was, cr- like, that's her nightmare is to live... Our life, basically. <laughs> I know. Of like, oh, domestic bliss. Like, everything's going well. We're going to make pancakes in the morning. And on Saturday, we'll do Saturday morning cartoons. I mean. <laughs> she like what? She wants to live, like, in the jungle? Like, wh- I want to know what it's her dream too, is. It's too, like, people-y for her, I think. She doesn't want to be with everybody all up in her fucking business. Now, I will say, I believe it was the Ravengers book. We learned that other people are in their dreams. So like Batman is the the boss of the dream, but then there's other people like inside their dreams. So like Robin might be um the Ravengers it was a character I didn't know, but like she was in there and she was like what am i doing in here mm-hmm. like this is weird i hate this and to her she was just it was a terrible nightmare for her too because she was just so I, I wonder like what other characters are in like poison ivies that we didn't catch aren't supposed to be there as well they're just like this is a nightmare for me yeah i'm wondering now i think that's gonna be maybe something to go back and take a look at so yeah uh yeah so i wasn't gonna be a big fan of this night terrors i was just kind of gonna be like ah Nah, but it's been a lot of fun. If it's just going to be a quick little, you know, we're, we're just do that for the month. Yeah. That doesn't sound bad. Five weeks long? Nah. Nah. We can get through that. It sounds like a fun adventure. Yeah, exactly. And I'm having more fun reading Night Terrors than I am Secret Invasion. <laughs> than you are watching Secret Invasion. Like, I love Samuel Jackson, but gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, we've... We've come full circle at this point. We have. So I think it's time to wrap it up. We'll be back next week with the, another episode because we got to talk about Secret Invasion. I got to, I got to, I want to love this show. And that's my problem. Until I do, we will not stop talking about it. That seems fair. I'll so, be watching it with you. So, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.